Oh, wow. Yeah, in my church, we normally get up first and then we get introduced at the end. It's weird, but it works for us. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Just chalk up to nerves. Just barge onto the stage, take over. <laughs> it's just what I do. <laughs> yeah, Paul's absolutely right, though. Um, it's a real blessing to, to know Paul and Sarah. Um, we count them as our go-to people. So uh, if, we, if we need support, if we're thinking about excommunicating someone from church or, <laughs> or something, then we go and just check with them first. What do you think about this, Paul and Sarah? They usually say, yeah, do it. We do all the time. <laughs> so uh, so we, they're our go-to people, and it's such a blessing. I want to thank you. Um, really, I mean this. I want to thank you for releasing them to, to, uh, to head up the, the UK part of LifeLinks because it has really been a real blessing to us. And um, you know, we've been pastoring the church in Sheffield just for four years. And so it's so good to have people like these who are around us to, to just help us and bring us on. So we really appreciate it. And we, we feel connected with you guys. Like we, we're invested in you. We, we watch you online. Uh, not so much the weeks that Paul's preaching, but we do watch you online. Um, to find out what you're doing and, and to be blessed by you. We just we feel like we know a bunch of you. We've been around, not many of you will perhaps know us, but we've been here a few times and been around some of your guys and stayed in Rob and, and Becky's house and stuff like that. It's, it's just a real privilege to be speaking to you today. And uh, we try and, we've, we've tried to make things easy for people, me and Leah. That's what kind of people we are. We like to make things easy. So, so uh, if you're the type of person who forgets names, it's really easy for us. Luke and Leah just think Star Wars. Yeah, but without the weird brother-sister thing. <laughs> it's not like an Abraham-Sarah situation. <laughs> There's no relation there. And we've got four kids, uh, you know, Hans, little Hans Solo. Uh, <laughs> CP3O, little jab of the hut, you know. They're all there. Now, we've got Kezia, Ruben, Jared, and Phoebe. Um, so, yeah, um, and they're at home at the moment just looking after themselves. <laughs> That's not true. Don't report me. Um, I know you've been doing a series called Learn Love recently and uh, doing lots about you know, learning to love different things. So um, this message is not part of that series, but I'm commissioning it to, uh, to be learned to love the preacher. So today, um, your job is to show me love, Okay. So um, I, know, I know it's pretty much guaranteed that Paul will be vocal, but if the rest of you can be vocal as well, that would be really good, okay? We love it. We love it. There we go. It's already, it's already working. <laughs> hey, have you ever eaten something that someone gave you that you were... Um, that you could tell by the face they were really hoping you'd like it? Like maybe, I'm thinking particularly uh, people who have got younger children... And they come home from school and they've done like some kind of food technology thing and they've brought back like a, a quiche or like a, a pizza. Well, they call it a pizza. Like, it's like a, a nan bread with a bit of tomato paste on it. And they want you to eat it and, you, you know, you're expected to, to like it. And so you're like, mmm, on the outside, but on the inside, your stomach's like trying to kill you. And I had an experience like that recently. Um, actually, it was worse. It's worse than my own children come to me because it was in Zambia, in Africa. And we were in Zambia, Africa on mission and we were staying with some, some folks. And um, while we were staying there, um, they, they were cooking these meals for us and the food was 
phenomenal. It was amazing. The food was fantastic. I loved it. I was eating away. I prepared this really nice feast. There was this big uh, kind of chicken, and there was all these roast, uh, roast vegetables in this kind of baking tray thing, and we were helping ourselves, and I just felt really blessed that these people who, I mean, we think we've got nothing because, you know, we've got expensive petrol bills to pay and stuff and gas and electricity, but they, they really have got nothing over there where we were staying. And so I just, I, I, even if the food was bad, I wanted it to, to be good. Do you know what I mean? And it was good though. And we're eating this food and um, I was just enjoying myself and I was just scraping some stuff onto my plate to eat, not really paying attention to what I was putting on my plate. And I'm chatting to the members in my team and I put this thing in my mouth that kind of looked like, a, I don't know, an aubergine or something. Um, and, and I bit down into it and it definitely was not an aubergine. It was a lemon. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why is there a lemon in this meal? Apparently, it was there for flavor. Um, so I bit down, and I desperately didn't want people to, to, the people there to know that I'd eaten something I shouldn't have eaten. I wanted them to think that I was enjoying what, they, what they'd served us with. So I tried my best to hide the fact that uh, I had this explosion of flavor in my mouth. And I could feel my face getting thinner. And people were looking at me from my team, and they were saying to me, are you okay? <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm not going, yeah. And you know when, you, when someone's like, they keep asking you and you're like, leave it, just leave it. I was like that, so I, my, my, my mouth was getting kind of like tighter, but my eyes were getting bigger. So I was like, leave it, leave it alone. So I was going, like they thought I was having a stroke. I had, uh, but the thing is, what surprised me the most was the explosion of it. It was so powerful. That little thing, that little half a lemon, actually, it was only half a lemon. That even though it was just such a small thing, that when I bit into it, it was this powerful explosion of flavor in my mouth. And today I wanted to talk to you about how God, how you may feel like a small little insignificant thing in the grand scheme of things, but God's called you powerful. And I want to talk to you about a guy in the Bible who only got two verses written about him. Everything we know about this guy comes from two Bible verses. He's not like David, with his chapters and chapters and chapters, or like, not like Samuel or Moses or Abraham. He gets two verses. And not only does he get two verses, but those two verses are in the weirdest possible place. 1 Corinthians 4. 1 Chronicles 4, I'll get it right. 1 Chronicles 4. Recently, Aaliyah said to me, she's reading Leviticus. She says, it's so boring. All the things about the sacrifices and the tabernacle and, 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 and all the different numbers of goats it had to kill and, 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 and all the different um, items that were in the temple. I was like, wait till you get to 1 Chronicles. <laughs> it's just a list of names. It's just one name after another name. It's literally, you'd have to be a librarian to enjoy reading it. And smack in the middle of all this long list of names, like the first, first chapter, right the way through to chapter 9, all long list of names, smack in the middle in chapter 4, there's this guy called Jabez. He just gets two verses. He prays a prayer. And I think God must have got to Jabez in the list and just thought, I've got to keep this in. It's small, but it's powerful. 
And I know there's going to be people in thousands of years' time who's going to read this. And I want them to know that no matter how small they feel, in Christ, they're powerful people. <clears throat> so let's turn to, to 1 Chronicles 4. And we're going to look at verse 10. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. That's my first slide. Oh, that you would bless me. Do you know, church, that you're blessed? Do you know it? You know what Paul said earlier? It's so easy to look at the world and focus on the negative things. It's so easy to look at our lives and focus on the negative things. But the truth is we are blessed. We are blessed abundantly. It tells us in Psalm 5 verse 12, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. Did you know, church, you are surrounded with God's goodness and favor? That he's not just surrounded you, they're chasing after you. Psalm 23, goodness and love will follow me. They'll chase me down all the days of my life. You might not feel it this morning, but the truth is, you are blessed. You are blessed. I know last week, Steph spoke a message about loving your family. I know some of you, maybe you come from families who, who um, you never experienced like the father's love in that family. It's hard, isn't it, if you come from that background to, to be able to relate to, to a heavenly father and how, and how he feels about you. But the truth is this. He is your heavenly father and he's looking, actively looking for ways to bless you. <laughs> he's actively looking for ways to pour out his love on you. He's literally thinking to himself, just give me another reason to give you something, to bless you, to love you, to pour out my blessings on you. He's desperate to give to you. He's desperate to love you. That's the God that we serve. And when you know that's, what the, that's the situation that you're in, you can walk around with confidence thinking, hey, I know my God is with me. He loves me and he wants to pour out blessings on me. Oh Lord, that you would bless me. I heard it put this way. God never sends the problem, but he always sends the answer. He's a good, good God. It's like cake with no calories. Oh my goodness. If there was such a thing as cake with no calories, I would never stop eating. That's what it's like for God. He's our Heavenly Father. He wants to give you cake with no calories. He wants to give you everything that you need for life with no consequences. He wants to bless you and bless you and bless you. And so you think, I can't take anymore. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that loves us. He wants to bless us, whether you're the least spiritual person in the room. Right the way up to Sarah, who, as we know, the Archbishop of Canterbury often rings her for advice. Right the way up, no matter who you are, God wants to bless you. No matter what you've done, God wants to bless you. No matter what your past is, God wants to bless you. He's a good God, isn't he? He's a great God. Oh Lord, that you would bless me. And enlarge my territory. A few years back, we took 
um, our young people, Leah and I used to lead the youth ministry in our church years, years back. We took them away for a, uh, like a trip away, a few days away. I think you guys have just come back from one, haven't you, recently? Uh, Ria was telling me. And the good fun. And on this particular trip, we went to Scarborough for, for the day. And we had our children with us. Leah's dropping her head because she knows what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> and we found this high ropes course. And I said to the, my boys, who were quite young at the time, let's go have some fun. Let's go, let's go climb up and conquer this high ropes course. And it was, if you've been, maybe, you, maybe you've been to Scarborough, maybe you know what I'm talking about. It's like this massive kind of rectangular shaped frame. And it has like a, a, like a first level and you can go around it. And you go up to the second level and you go around it. And you go up to the third level and you go around it. And then you're finished. And so we went on this high ropes course with my boys. And, and Jared, he's, he was quite young at the time. I really didn't think, I was worried that he might even not even be allowed on. So we get there, and they, but they allow him on. They strap us in, harness us up, tie us on so we can't, we can't fall off. And we start going around this high ropes course. We have a right good time. And it takes ages because Jared's so young. We're going from platform to platform over obstacle and over obstacle. And we get to the very get to the top level and we get to the furthest possible place away from the exit. And my son says these words that I will never forget. As I think about it, it triggers me. He says, Dad, I need a wee wee. <laughs> I said, son, I'm your father. No, you don't. <laughs> I said, we are the furthest away from the exit. We are strapped to this thing. There's no way we're getting out of this situation. You better hold it. We made it one platform. And I heard this awful wail, this like unearthly cry. And as I turned around, I knew before I even looked what happened. And I turned around and at the feet of my son, there's his ever-growing puddle. Did I mention that there was two levels below us? <laughs> there were people climbing up below us. And as the puddle expanded, it reached the edge and kept going. Not only did that, was that the case, but it was a windy day. And every gust of wind, people were getting pebble dashed all throughout the climbing frame. And you think that's awful, right? Awful. But that wasn't the worst thing. Because what I didn't tell you is, at the base of the high ropes course, there were picnic tables. It was lunchtime. People were sitting, eating sandwiches with cups. And they were looking up, I could hear them going, I didn't realize it was forecast rain today. As they drank their drink. <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, I want to be anywhere apart from here. And I'm stuck. <laughs> I was harnessed and tied to that thing. I wanted to run and I couldn't go anywhere. I was stuck. How many times in life do we feel stuck? Like, God, I just need you to sort this out. I just need you to move. I need you to help me move forward in this situation. 
I need my family to move forward. I need my career to move forward. I need my finances to move forward. I need my health to move forward. But how many people know that God is the God that enlarges our territory? He's not the God that says, stay where you are. He's the God that says, go out and, and do the business. He's the God that says, keep moving forward. I'm not the God of, of, of lack. I'm the God of abundance. I want to take you from where you are and take you to where I want you to be because I'm the God who provides you all the things that you need because I am a God of movement. The first commandment given to us in Genesis, Genesis 1, what does he tell us to do? He says, be fruitful and multiply. Go out into the world and subdue it. It's biblical. That's why I've got four children. I just kept saying, it's biblical. It's the first commandment. (laughs) And if that doesn't work, lads, just say, God loves a trier. Yeah? (laughs) You can use that one. It's not in the Bible, but... It sounds like it should be, yeah? (laughs) He's like, go out, multiply, fill, expand, and rule. He's the God that enlarges our territory. Oh, God, enlarge my business, enlarge my family, grow my children's grades, enlarge the quality of my marriage, enlarge my church, enlarge my uh, friendships, enlarge my faith. I know a lot of people, especially in, in, t- in today's society, we're just trying to survive often. Many people have got demons that they're facing. I get that. But I want to remind you today, God's not called you to survive. He's called you to thrive. He's called you to push through and drive through. He's called you to be successful, to move, to move forward and expand and take territory for him. Oh, Lord, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Let your hand go with me. I got visions of the Adams family. Let your hand go. That's a bit weird, God. What do you mean you're going to send your hand with me? I don't want to be that guy walking around with a disembodied hand following me around. How's that work? A couple of years back, my auntie Julie sadly passed away. She uh, had a <clears throat> she had cancer, and she lost she lost the battle. Um, <clears throat> God did some great things through that time. Um, we saw him um, bring relief and healing to her at times. We also like she wasn't even a Christian when she had when she first got diagnosed with cancer, but God used it to bring her to God, bring her to Jesus, and not only her but her husband who still comes to church now. And so um, it, was a, it was a difficult time, but it was also a time of blessing. And um, <clears throat> right in the middle of this, in fact, towards the end, we were at the hospital one day, and, I, and me and Leah are there, and my mum and dad are there, who were also Christians. And the, but the majority of, of my family aren't on that side, and they were, in, they were there as well. And they were just like to one side in the room. They made some space for us to come, and if you like, we've been told this is it. It wasn't it because God actually did something and sustained her. He actually brought her out of, of being unconscious. They said, this is it. She won't wake up. She's gone. But he brought her back out. But anyway, we've got, we go there to pray for her. And we're laying hands on her and we're praying for her. And we're thinking, oh, God, are you going to do this? Well, we've got faith. Come on. You can do this. You can heal her. And nothing happened. I remember walking away from that and thinking to myself, God, what's all that about? I, can't, I believe that you can... You've got power and you've got authority. I believe you can do this. What's it all about? 
I believe in your anointing for us to pray over the sick. I believe in all that. What's going on? I was like, God, I didn't even feel you in that room. I was like asking God, what's, what's, what's going on? Until my unsaved family started saying, I don't know what that was in that moment, but I felt something in that room. They didn't even know Jesus. Did you know, church, that you take Jesus wherever you go? Did you know that you don't just take Jesus, you take his power, his authority, and his anointing with you wherever you go? I didn't even feel it. Even when you don't feel it, you are taking Jesus' power and authority and anointing wherever you go, into your workplaces, into your homes, into your schools, into your colleges. You are taking Jesus with you wherever you go. When the Bible talks about the hand of God, he's talking about his power, his authority, his anointing. Isaiah 48 verse 13, my own hand laid the foundations of the earth and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I summon them, they all stand up together. That's the God that we serve. Oh my goodness, we're coming saying, God, can you just give me some more money? Or, or God, can you please heal me of this backache that I've got? And we come to him these little things. The truth is, he's the God who laid the foundations of the earth and the stars stand up when he tells them to. That's the God that we serve. When Jabez is praying, let your hand go with me. What he's saying is, God, as I go, let me go with power and authority from you. He's saying, God, I want to go with courage and boldness and conviction and see miracles and see healings. God's empowerment is asking for to do things that he couldn't do on his own. And I know that, um, that, that, that Rob preached a message a few weeks back about the, the, the Great Commission. What does it say in Matthew 28? It says, Jesus says this, all authorities, verse 18, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go. In other words, God's given me all power and authority and now I'm telling you, go with power and authority into the world and make disciples. Jesus said to his disciples in John 14 verse 12, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these. God sends his hand with you. He doesn't just expect you to do it on his own. He's going with you. He's putting the power and authority in you. He's like when he talks about in the, 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 the parable of the prodigal son and the son comes home and he puts a ring on his finger. He's saying like, He's saying, I'm saying you're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. You can have my authority. And God's hand is with you. It's like he's putting steel in your spine. It's like he's giving you boldness and courage. Authority to speak to difficult situations. And see God bring life and hope to it. To say, submit to the word and the will of God and see things change. Oh Lord, would you bless me? Would you enlarge my territory? Send your right hand with me and keep me from harm. I think Jabez is a smart guy. I mean, he's asking God that he give him all good things in life. 
asking for goodness and asking for blessings. Then he's asking God to, to, to make way in his life, to enlarge his territory, to grow and expand his influence. Then he's saying, God, give me power and authority to do things that I can't do on my own. And now he's here saying, God, would you protect me from harm? Did you know, church, that when you walk about your day-to-day life, you are protected by God? Did you know that there's angels surrounding you? Did you know that as you walk in situations that you think, I don't know what's going to happen, you can have trust in God that whatever does happen, that he will get you through. Keep me from harm. Like, have you ever been in the middle of such a good time in life and then out of nowhere, the wind is just taken out of your sails? But God says, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. I don't know why I've been through some of the things that I've been through in life. I think we all would would like to put our hands up and say, God, if you could just not let anything happen to me that's bad, that would be great. (laughs) I'd really appreciate that, God. I'd be a lot happier. I could stop moaning. I don't know why we lost our first child eight months into the pregnancy. Don't know why God allowed that. I don't know why I crashed my car at the age of 17 and wasn't able to walk for five years watched all my friends go off to university and get on with life, and I was stuck in a little pokey room on a bed for five years. Been in pain pretty much every single day since. I don't know why. I don't know why God's allowed other things in my life that I can't even go into. I don't know why he allowed all that, but I know one thing. He got me through it. See, when you know that God is your protection, you know that whatever comes your way, it may be horrible or horrific at times, but you know one thing, you will get through it. Because God will not allow something to happen to you that you can't bear. He's just ready just then. He won't allow you to go through something that you can't take. He will provide a way out. And I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I hadn't gone through all that stuff. Oh Lord, would you bless me? Would you enlarge my territory? Would you send your hand with me? Would you keep me from harm? So that I may be free from pain. Hmm. Free from pain. I thought about that. Is that even possible? Being free from pain. I mean, even if, even if nothing happened to you from that moment on in time, um, people don't live forever, right? Parents aren't around forever. People you love will die. Is it possible to go through that without experiencing pain? No. You'd have to take the love out of the situation to not experience the pain. It's unnatural, it's not normal to not experience pain in those situations. 
Sarah piece of message um, a few weeks back about loving your enemies. There's a reason why we need to teach that. <laughs> because there are people in this life who are going to say things that upset you, do things that upset you and hurt you. People will betray you because they're not perfect. And God can't do anything about that without taking away their freedom. So is it even possible to be free from pain? And I, 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 I start to dwell on this and think about it and think, what did it mean? What is Jabez looking for? I remember I said that there was two verses that Jabez had in the Bible. Well, the first one is the verse before verse 10, verse 9. It says, His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. We've got four children. I've been at all the births. I have looked and stared at pain and terror in the eyes. I know that giving birth does not tickle. I, I, can you imagine? Never in the history of mankind has anyone ever said, to, how was the birth? Said, well, it tickled a bit. It's never, ever happened. Right? Giving birth is... So, so surely Jabez's mother would have known that. Maybe the birth was a particularly painful birth. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's why she named him pain. Uh, Naming naming Jabez. Um, Maybe she went through a a particularly difficult time during the pregnancy. Maybe it was a difficult pregnancy. Maybe that's why she she named him Jabez. Because Jabez means pain. It means sorrow. Maybe something happened to her. Maybe maybe a a loved one passed away. Or maybe she was ill. Or whatever. Maybe something happened. They just meant that in that period of, of her life, it was a period of pain and sorrow. And when Jabez was born, she named him pain and sorrow. Can you imagine every, every day of your life being referred to as pain and sorrow? I mean, Leah calls me some pretty rough stuff. <laughs> but he wasn't called pain and sorrow by every single person that he knew from that moment on. He was named pain and sorrow by the woman in his life who had the relationship that was an identity-forming relationship for him. Whenever he introduced himself to people, they're like, hey, who are you? Hey, I'm pain. I'm sorrow. Oh, okay. See you later. (laughs) His friends. Who should we invite to the party? Don't invite old pain and sorrow. He just brings the whole place down. He's just... He's been named it. It was, it was who he was. He was pain. He was sorrow. Everyone who looked at him thought of him as pain and sorrow. It's what had defined him. It's what was spoken over him by significant people in his life. Have you ever had anyone speak something over you Or maybe they just didn't say what needed to be said. And it became part of your identity. Maybe the things that have harmed you in life, maybe they're what's become part of your identity. It's my depression. It's my anxiety. It's my pain. It's my health issue. I think Jabez 
had had enough. I think Jabez said, enough is enough. I don't want to be known as pain and sorrow anymore. And the last bit of verse 10, the best bit of the whole, um, the whole verse, it says this. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll read the whole thing. He said, Lord, would you bless me? Would you enlarge my territory? Let your hand go with me and keep me from harm so that I can be free from pain. And God granted his request. That's why I think God wanted us to have this prayer, to know he wants to grant our request. When we come to him and we ask him, God, would you bless me? Would you enlarge my territory? I think that Jabez decided one day, I'm done being known as pain and sorrow. In fact, when people look at me, I want them to see God's blessing. When people look at me, I want them to see someone who's territory is expanding because they're walking with Jesus. I want people when they look at me not to see pain and sorrow, but instead to see power and authority anointing from Jesus. I want people to look at me and see someone walking confidently, knowing that I am protected by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who there is no higher name. I am protected. I'm not defined by my pain. I'm free from it. <laughs> devil come on I'm free from it do your best I'm free from it life can throw me whatever it wants to throw at me but I am living a life defined by blessing by expansion by power and authority and by protection and when people look at me that's what they're going to see not my pain I don't wear my pain on my sleeve anymore I'm a child of God. I'm a force to be reckoned with. All good things are given to me by my heavenly Father. Nothing can break me because everything that comes my way, he will see me through it. And I'm moving forward, always. I'm not accepting mediocre. I'm not accepting a church that never reaches the lost. I'm not accepting a family that doesn't know Jesus. I'm not accepting a work situation that, 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 that I believe God can move on. I'm moving forward in Christ in power and authority. Amen. Amen. Come with the band up, please. Sorry, I was supposed to give you a wink and a nod. Seamless. Nothing but professional brought in for you. <laughs> Breathe, new life. Paul and Sarah know what they're doing. Just get you the best of the best. <laughs> Just one little prayer changed everything for Jabez. Like that lemon. Small but powerful. But a sour power. <laughs> Just one prayer changed everything. I want to leave you with a challenge today. I want to ask you, would you pray that prayer with me? I've, I've started praying that prayer every single day. And what it's done for me is it's reminded me every day that God is blessing me, that he is moving me forward. I'm starting to see things, how God's moving in my life that I didn't see before. 
because I was focused on the pain. It reminds me that I have got power and authority and I can walk confidently in him. It reminds me that I'm protected every day. I want to challenge you to pray that prayer. I also want to ask you, what other little prayer could change your life? What's the one prayer that you need God to answer today? In James 4 verse 2, it says, you do not have because you do not ask God. I heard it put this way, if it's important enough to worry about, it's important enough to pray about. One little prayer could change everything because it's powerful. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. I think we're going to worship again, but before we do that, I just want to create an opportunity for you guys. There we go. The band's bringing the Holy Spirit in. I want to ask you, which aspect of Jabez's prayer is your weakest? Like today, do you need to focus on God's blessings? Maybe you feel like God's forgotten about you. And maybe you want to just walk in God's blessings more today. Hey, listen, I believe we are all blessed. But I also believe we can ask for more. That God's not got like a, a bank of blessings. And then once he runs out, it's all gone. He's got infinity amount of blessings. He wants to bless you. So maybe today you're just like, God, I need some blessing. In a moment, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Not just, not just yet, but in a moment. Maybe you feel a bit stuck in the moment in your life. Maybe there's some situation that you need God to, to break through for you. If that's you today, I want to ask you in a moment to raise your hands and we're going to believe in faith that God's going to do something for you. He's going to break that situation. Maybe um, today you just, uh, you just you feel like there's more in God for you and you're like God I want that authority I want that anointing I want to be able to walk in situations and cast out the enemy walk in and say the word of God says this and see change brought and in a moment I'm going to ask you to raise your hands and we'll pray for you as well maybe you've been a bit battered a bit bruised recently Maybe life's just been, it's been a lot for you. And um, you're like, God, I just need to know your love this morning. I just need to know that you're with me, that you're surrounding me, that you're holding me up. Lord, help me see how you are getting me through this storm. If that's you today, then in a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. And finally, maybe you're just bound up bound up by something maybe things have been spoken over you and it's become part of your identity God wants to set you free from that today and who the sun sets free he's free indeed right so if that's you and I'm going to ask you as I pray all of you who are just asking God for that that aspect of Jabez's prayer I'm going to ask you now to raise your hands let's all close our eyes if that's you just raise your hands it's just an act of faith to say, God, I believe it. I believe it. God, we come to you today like children 
with our hands open wide in faith to say, Lord, we're trusting you to give us what we need. For everyone who just needs to know your blessings today, Lord, I pray, Father, you will surprise them, shock them with your blessings and your goodness, Lord. Lord, just enable them to be full of joy and hope as they leave this place today. Enable them to be full of the life of God. Let them go out into the world and let them see blessings. Let them see unexpected money come in. Let them see unexpected things happen in their relationships. Let them see all good things come to them, Lord, through you. And for those, Lord, here today who feel stuck, who feel as though they're just, they've been in this place for a long time, this certain situation isn't changing. They've prayed and prayed and prayed. Today, Lord, we declare breakthrough. Today, Lord, we declare the answer. Today, Lord, we declare a shift in you, Lord. We declare that movement, that expansion of territory in the name of Jesus. For those, Lord, who are here today, who, who just feel like they, 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 they've been living a life without power and authority from you, Lord, I pray, Lord, that right now you'll fill them with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, give them strength, give them authority, give them boldness and courage to go out into the world and live a life of adventure for you. Lord, for those who have just been struggling recently, life has been difficult. I pray, God, you will reveal yourself to them in the midst of the mess and the struggle. Jesus name Jesus name so that we can be free from pain Amen Amen thank you